recording before I start my spiel. Welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. This is episode four. I am your host, JP, a.k.a. Slob Thomas, and I am joined by my brother. That's me, Corey, with a story. Ah. Also known as Corey Picavish. And um, we're here taking a journey through through pop culture and film history, um, becoming more well-rounded men because of, uh, because of it. And that's what we're doing here today. We're we're uh, we're learning, we're yearning, and we're taking the journey. Um, we're doing it, best boys, pit bros, it. one of the best. So two of the boys, two of the boys, one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So welcome back if you're um, joining us. Uh, if you're a returning listener, and uh, thank you, uh, welcome. If you're new, well, so Corey, welcome, Corey. Um, so Corey, you work in the the film industry. You were out of town last week or so um, in the the city of Angles. Um, I really liked that joke last time, so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably the use, city on the planet. Yeah, I'm gonna keep using around. it. Beat it down, beat it dead, and. Uh, yeah, you've seen. Uh, you've been busy lately. You were just telling me about some while uh, that you've had a really grueling week. Um, you want to tell us about it? Tell the show. So, Corey, you work on the show Euphoria currently, correct? Yeah, as, uh, I, I shoot behind the scenes for a few of their shows. But the um, uh, we did do overnights, and it was just long. It was so I haven't done an overnight in a while, and uh, and then just this, we went from eight to six a.m. and that. Uh, and then I had to go straight to the airport, and LAX is always just a shithole. And I, and I just couldn't sleep on the plane, and so I just was up from like... Oh, and then that uh, the day of the night shoot, I had to take my girlfriend to the airport at 4 in the morning. So I've been up since... I was up from 4 a.m. Thursday. Well, that's... Jeez, that was... Un- until uh, I, got, I went to bed last night at like midnight, and I, uh, and I maybe got about an hour of sleep on the flight. And I am just, whew, I am ready. My body is not. <laughs> just dying. It's so dying. But I, um, um, it was cool, good, though. That's good. That's good. I got a good workout this morning. So why I'm rip, raring to go. Ripped. Got my, my green tea. Ripped and ribbed. I'm ribbed and I'm ripped. I'm ribbed for your pleasure and I'm ripped. Um. Mm. <laughs> The what? Oh shit! I had my Facebook just sitting up. What um? <laughs> what do you want to do first? So today is the sorry part one of a of a future series of Taika Waititi, as we are we've both seen a few of his flicks already, and um, we're fans of the guy, just for, quite frankly. Um, Corey, have you just seen Thor? Have you seen anything else from him? Uh, Thor was it, and then yeah, actually, Thor Ragnarok was the only one I've seen from him. Okay, I have seen um, Thor Ragnarok, um, Hunt for the Wilder People, I think is what it's called, Jojo Rabbit, and now Boy. Um, this is the second time. Uh 
<laughs> the second time I have watched that. And this is the first time I've seen Boy. So I've now seen four. Oh, no. And I've also seen What We Do in the Shadows. So I've whole, always wanted to see that. Yeah. Um, well, next time we do him, we will we'll, we'll have to do. Uh, we'll have to do that. So. So as someone has only seen his main stream flick, you know. Um, which was, I mean, honestly, his style is all over Thor. Like mm. his delivery of humor, like the way he does jokes and the and mm. uh, the way he does a delivery of lines, uh, like the Corgan Meek shit is so Taika Waititi. Oh, that's part, yeah, and that's say, my favorite that part. Like... It's like so, if you like Corgan Meek, uh, if you're just a regular film goer, you know, you're not some snooty, um, you know, film school person. You just like you've seen the MCU, and you loved Thor Ragnarok, and if your favorite part was Corgan Meek, like me, you will love his other films. Just because that humor is throughout. Um, some of them are a little more humorous. Some of them are a little. It's a little balanced. Um, I was actually surprised in that with Boy. Um, I expected because Jojo Rabbit I thought was funnier than Boy, um, but. But they have really? both strengths. I compared them yeah. both. They they have they have strengths and they are very similar. And I have hard me. I took me me and Riss talked about it for like, you know, uh, for half hour forty five minutes last night. It's just like what who if I had to pick one, which one do I think is better? And I had really I like stuff about both. Um, and I consider them. I mean, they're both about they're both coming of age tales for young boys. Yeah, I'm um, actually glad we ended up doing. Uh, both these two because of they have to do with kids uh hunt for the boys yeah uh hunt for the wilder people also is uh coincidentally um it's with with sam neill but the the lead is a young boy and it's actually if you've seen deadpool 2 it's that um i forget his name in the movie but he's that like portly new zealander kid yeah Um, yeah yeah he's the one that tries to pair up with uh juggernaut Yes, yes. So Hunt for the Wilder People is how he, like, that's what he, that was his claim to fame that got him into Deadpool 2. Taika Waititi apparently, like, vouched for him to get him in the movie. I nice. read. Yeah, that's, um, Deadpool 2 was good. I, I, I liked it as much as the first one, that's for sure. I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I, uh, I also watched it on a plane and I was a little cranky. Uh, that'll um, do it. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to not watch movies on planes just because they. I feel like I'm just, I'm more annoyed by just being on the plane than anything, and that's gonna bias my, my opinion. A yeah, bit. David Lynch would probably agree with you because he doesn't want yeah. you to watch movies on phones. <laughs> oh, watch it on your fucking phone. You ever see that video? Fuck, watch, watch a yeah. movie on a phone. Um. <laughs> So which one do you do you want to talk about? I feel like we should talk about the one at a time, and then I definitely would love to do a a point comparing them because since this is yeah, his most I, recent film, I mean it's almost a decade uh, later, um, and you know twenty nineteen versus twenty ten. Yeah, um, I'd say let's start with Boy just because to see where that same yeah I agree style has evolved. Uh, yeah, that uh, makes that makes the most sense. Um, <clears throat> so let the- me change the title. Boy. So, what did you think about Boy while I do all that? Uh, can we, anytime we say the title of the movie, say it like Kratos? I didn't play that game. Oh, uh, man, you didn't play Boy? Boy the game? Boy, boy 2. 
coming out Electric next year. Boogaloo? Yeah. Boy. Mm. Um, uh, well, I overall thoughts. How about let's start there. I'll start. I love this. I had no idea what it was going into it, and this was so fun. Uh, I couldn't stop. Like, the whole time I'm watching it, I was just thinking, like, this is adorable. And Taika Waititi puts himself in all of his movies in pretty big roles. But honestly, I understand why, because he's great in it, too. His um, sense of humor, he's really good at conveying his style of humor himself. And then I yeah. think that, like, kind of feeds onto the rest of the cast. Um, especially Shoujo Rabbit, you can really feel that. Um, like, everybody other than Scarlett Johansson is is very in his uh mm. style i guess even her but um but yeah boy it wasn't quite as like out loud funny as i thought it was going to be um you know like uh, it was still funny uh but it wasn't it's not a comedy it is a like a it's a drama yeah. i would say it's a it's definitely a tongue-in-cheek uh light-hearted it's an indie mix of genres mm-hmm. um I was a big fan of it. Uh, I kind of initially was thought I was getting Napoleon Dynamite little bit vibes um, in the intro and the yeah. like the graphic design of the title sequence and the credits. Um, it came back in the credits, but um, it's definitely its own. It's not like that. It's not like that. Okay, it has it has the humor and it has like the mix the the mixture of genre. Um, yeah, I really I did really like the. The intro and oh yeah, the credits with we'll get to. I don't want to spoil that. Quite yeah, yet. yeah. Um, right, so it's about head. two brothers um, that are raised in a house with a bunch of their cousins by their and grandmother. <laughs> their grandmother uh, or their mother is dead. Um, and she died while giving birth to the younger boy. Yeah, Rocky. Their names are Alamein, uh, but they call him yeah. Boy and Rocky. Um, and the dad's name is also Alamein. And, um, yeah, so the dad, apparently, it's hard to know what is, like, legend and what is true, because, like, the boy is a little bit of a fibber or exaggerator. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just pulled up, I just pulled up on the screen the the mother's grave. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh. It's hard to know if he's an exaggerator. Uh, and so he talks about his dad breaking out of prison. His father is played by Taika Waititi. And he, and he, so he dug out with a spoon and he killed the guards with a spoon. And he and then you, when you see him in the car later and he turns the key to the car, it's a spoon. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was pretty funny. But... Uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I love the... Um the like obviously like he's a deadbeat dad but it's the whole childlike like my dad's the fucking greatest my dad does everything my dad is 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 so fucking cool you have no idea and i'm cool because of him yeah Uh, i'm like him and he's cool and he's cooler than your dad and you wish my dad was like your dad Um, and i for the first half of the movie you kind of feel that way too like i'd say like when you expect like when you do meet him it's just like oh man he really is fucking cool and then Oh uh, yeah, he does seem cool, but he does, I mean, he's a little bit like he's 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 like James Dean cool, or like trying to be like biker renegade cool. And then the more yeah. you learn about him, the more he uh, sounds like uh, an idiot and a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> and he's really bad uh, influence on the kids. Um, but he's, he's a crazy horse. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, the yeah, the animation. The um so with Rocky, Rocky really likes to draw. Um he thinks he has superpowers, which is my favorite part of the movie. Every time he talks about it, it's so adorable and funny. Mm-hmm. Um but when he the dad shows up with his friends, yeah, Lugo Myogo, thank you for this. Um they, there's an animation um sometimes it'll randomly show rocky's point of view as his drawings and it shows him like as a monster like approaching the house um but he's not he's a little wary of it and it seems like rocky and alamein the, the senior we'll call boy we'll call the son boy and we'll call alamein the dad um boy it sounds boy. bad um and uh so there's like this weird animosity between Rocky and not weird, like quiet, like they don't know how to deal with each other. Cause Rocky feels bad that when he was born, he killed his mom, which is probably something that boy told him. Um, and I think that he's really quiet and there's just, there's just very, um, awkward, uh, moments with them. Uh, but they eventually, as of course, the movie, they kind of uh, soften up a little bit, but it's still like he's kind of Rocky's wary of him. And um, also at the same time, I think, because he hasn't been there. And boy kind of figures it out later that, you know, like he hasn't been here and he should been because he's your dad. Mm. The uh, I I definitely like the animation, like you were saying, Um I love that it's usually has to do with his superpowers. It's like what he's seeing in his head, uh, superpower wise that's happening. Um, and, uh, and then you get these little brief moments throughout the movie where like he goes to do something like he throws his hand out all the time, like, like this to fucking be like, mm. yeah, like, go uh, for stuff and, like Jedi yeah, mind like trick Jedi. or, uh, so or- in this scene where this picture is from on the, on the, on the stream, uh, they're pretending to do, be like trench wars and then like and boy and um fucking uh oh my god i just lo- i just had his name and lost it uh um, alamein, alamein. i wanted to say oh, amelie from last week or from oh. two weeks ago yeah uh alamein is um they hop it and rocky's just left back and he's um you know he's just like what if i like shot at dad and he does and as soon as he does it dad trips or, uh, yes uh, um, alamein yes. trips or the uh, he'll put his hand out and they're, they're, uh, they go hang out by this little like river thing and there's this guy who they call Weirdo. He's like this like large man who stumbles around on his own. Um, yeah, po- possibly special, but he seems pretty with it. Yeah, I'd um, say I, I I got that he was just normal. Uh, he's just you know a loner. Um, but he puts his hand out to like knock him over and the dude like falls back on his ass and and it's kind of like at, at one point I was like, is this gonna have a twist at the end? Does Rocky really have superpowers? But, I thought um, that too. Okay. I kept saying like, maybe they're leaving it out there. Like he may actually have some, but I think it's just yeah. a coincidence and being a kid. Because there was he yeah, has a couple moments, like you said, where it almost it was like coincidentally something happened when he was trying to do his power thing. Like, oh, I'm mm. sorry, I made you slip. Uh, no, he's like, you didn't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so what are you talking about? You're the weirdo. I thought. Um, so it, is, it was made, it came out in 2010. It looks a little older in that, but it's probably budget related. It was um, probably shot on like older film cameras and film stocks. Cause it definitely like has more that more late nineties. I was going to say early 2000s, late nineties, kind of like great film grain to it. Um, 
but the movie looks gorgeous though like this looks absolutely phenomenal and i love it the uh that it is like like for new zealand is it the same as australia that the written the natives are called the aboriginals um the other just maori maori gotcha um so yeah i like that they do like maori and it's, it's not just like normal white new zealand culture but you're getting like the the native stuff which i thought was super cool um also sad that they live in such poverty in this movie but it also kind of helps like bring out a lot of the comedy and the lightheartedness um, yeah it's all it's, you know it's all it's an entire the entire cast are maori, uh, maori i think maybe a couple exceptions the one like guy Mr. langston that's teacher, at school yeah. um there were but it, there were like cyclists that would ride by and they'd all be white um but mm. yeah mostly people of color uh everyone is of color um in the film obviously Taika Waititi is himself um so it kind of juxtaposes it and there's a controversy that Jojo Rabbit got into and I'll bring that up later um being um what it is you know dealing with Nazis and it's kind of being silly in this silly lighthearted way making fun of them um and you know does that trivialize the seriousness of you know the the atrocities that they committed and mm. versus you know this is um you know their own story and it's still like heavy this is a very heavy story but it's very mm. lighthearted in that way like there's drugs and crime and um people get beat up and um you know there's violence and these kids are, ha are having a poor life but it's also like the the humor in it and the we kept talking about how there's this childlike humor like the adults like obviously the, the the adults in his films um you kind of are like silly like kids a little bit like kids and the mm -hmm. children are always trying to act grown up um like boy and jojo are both trying to act grown up and like men uh, today jojo you'd be a man so but not mm -hmm. to focus too much on that but bo boy is the same way like boys trying to be like i'm like my dad and um i want to be in the gang i'm old enough to be in the the crazy horses that's the name of their gang which is three guys yeah <laughs> oh boy loves michael jackson um and he's but he's not a very good dancer and his dad's apparently this legendary dancer um, uh, real quick, real quick. There's a scene where Boy has this crush on this girl named Chardonnay, and he wants to. He like he's like trying to talk to her and you know spit game, and he's just like, "You want to see my Michael Jackson moves?" And she's just like, "Huh?" And then he goes to do them, and he's just kind of just like wiggling around, and it is the most like kind of cringy but adorable Super thing adorable. I've ever seen. Super, it's so funny. Um, but I was gonna say to that, it's oh, I wonder if it's just like both of these movies the reason why they're so lighthearted with deep stuff is that you're seeing it from the child's perspective not just like we're following the kid but also the way that they see everybody because obviously anytime there's like big shit going around the kids you know they either go inside or they like go away because these kids usually aren't around the more heavier stuff um in day-to-day -day life obviously they are in uh, times but the um just like that's usually when parents are hanging out with their kids and stuff they're acting more silly and more kid like to try to you know get along with the kid and um being from the child's perspective i feel like that's why everything just seems more lighthearted stuff because obviously a kid isn't gonna realize that his like especially the person that he's been waiting to come back is like not gonna realize he's just a deadbeat stoner who just mooches off everybody and 
um, and is actually just trying to get his money back so he can reabandon the family. Yeah, that's um, all. That's what it is. And then I think a uh, boy realizes it at some point, and he's like, "Maybe yeah. I sh- I shouldn't give him this money." And then the goat eats it. Yeah. Um, oh man, I knew that was going to happen as soon as he put it too. put it he under the, it. in the truck with the goat. I knew it was going to happen. I said it too. I was like, as soon as I yeah, I saw the same thing. I was like, "Goat's going to eat that." Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, had that same, that same. You know, like you said, humor. A lot of it. It's like in it, it's how you're talking about with uh, how children view serious things. I think that's a really good point. Um, because it's like their interpretation of horrible things, and it's it is always a little bit softened in your mind to rationalize it, or it's like a child like. Um, you know, turning things into monsters, uh, or everything's more fantastical. There's magic can still exist in your world. Um, mm-hmm. so that kind of you try to use that to rationalize and explain. And with boy, it's it's with your dad and why he is the way he is, and he's cool, but he's not cool. Um, and you and you get swept up in how he is and his culture. Um, and then at the end of the day, you realize when he's going to leave you and you're going to be the same, you know, the same, that he's kind of an ass. Um, mm-hmm. He sucks as a person. <laughs> and you don't want to be like him. There were me, I kept thinking about when he told, at, in the very beginning of the, of the fight, Boy gets into a, uh, the, the movie, the boy gets into a fight with uh, one of his classmates. And uh, he goes and talks to the goat about it after school and he tells the goat a way different version of the story and he's like I didn't get in any fights though because I'm a good boy and uh and just was like oh like he really wants to be a good kid and he really yeah. and his heart like that's the way he wants to be viewed and he cares about that um and there's an there's a second um, female character young girl character um that uh has her friends help her pick weed to give to drug dealers to sell and at one point in the movie boy fucks her over by telling his dad about it and um he was giving a dad little bits throughout the movie but then tells the dad where it is when he can't find the the his stash of money so i guess we didn't explain this the whole like second third act of the movie is the dad digging and looking for um, looking for like 900 bucks that he like, yeah, 900 bucks. Like it's like, it was a, it's a lot of money to a poor person. Yes. And, well, and, that, it, and this takes place in the early eighties too. So that's what I thought about. I brought that up too with inflation. So it's still, but still that's like what? Three months of, of life, you know, between rent and food and I'm sure weed and, and booze yeah. and everything like that's not going to save you. I guess it could get you out of there if you wanted to fly to somewhere else and start over. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, it doesn't really ever come up that he's on the lamb again though. Right. Like, uh, after the prison well, break I, thing in the beginning, do they ever say it again? Well, so the kid is, says it's a prison break, but we not, he, Taiga never actually, or, uh, um, God, I keep wanting to say Amelie. I don't know why. Um, Alamein. but boys, Alamein, God damn. That's like a, it's like a dyslexia thing or something. Yeah. Alamein. Um, 
But yeah, Alamate, he never acknowledges it. He doesn't even acknowledge that he came from jail or anything like that. It's never touched upon where he, he was before. He does say uh, when he's um, they're first digging with his two idiot buddies. And he's oh, like, yeah, he's, this, this is where we cops, were yeah. running from the cops. And this is where we put the money. You know, we buried it when we were running from the cops. So like, Yeah, but I, I didn't take it that he broke out, though. I just It sounded like he got released because he wasn't really giving a shit about being on, like, doing anything or staying undercover. Because he's just like... You know, he's still drinking in town and, and hanging out with everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's the 80s, and you could get away with way more than, and than mm. now. But I, even then, like, it's not like it's the 60s, and you could yeah. – it's like, uh, oh, brother, where art thou, you know? Um, but that's oh, – how old is that? Uh, isn't that movie in, like, the early 1900s? Oh, um, yeah. That's, that's definitely in the – like uh, you could latest. do, you could break out of prison and start a new life because there wasn't, you know, a grid, a, di- <laughs> a, a information grid. Uh, okay, um, trying to think. So the 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 woman who runs, the actress who ran, runs the convenience store, she's in a lot of his films. She's in Thor. Um, she she's not in JoJo. She's in Hunt for the Wilder People. She's hilarious. She's in Soul actually. Um, mm-hmm. she's one of the like metaphysical they're not god angels but they're some kind of super beings in that movie that run the afterlife and she's one of them and she's pretty funny in that um she didn't really do a lot in this she just ran the store and had a few few scenes but um she has like every job in town (laughs) apparently yeah apparently um she's the heart of the the town she plays one of the main the main guard to jeff goldblum in thor ragnarok like her, his like first officer, you know what I'm talking about. She's got a big stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um. So I wanted to pull up the grave again because it's one of my favorite things of the movie, is the how they drew on it, and it made me think of the grave from Amelie. Where is it? Um, like it's all this. Like he he brings stuff like toys and things. Mm-hmm. He just drawn all over it. Um. I imagine Rocky's done most of this. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Rocky's probably drawing, doing all the drawing. There's definitely um, Boy and Alamein seem to have some kind of like apprehension, um, or they haven't let go about the this uh, woman's death, uh, mom, um, and the mother of the kids. But also, Alamein was already out of out of their life by the time Rocky was born. So, mm-hmm. and like that's what Boy says, and starts like punching. Alamein towards the end of the movie um, realizing that he was like you were gone already like it had nothing to do with her death Um, but in the end they kind of at the very end of the film they all sit around the grave and kind of have this moment together like like it's almost like closure a little bit Um, Mm -hmm. the um... oh shit I just had something to say to you about that oh, oh yeah in the fight it's kind of like once he has that realization then he starts going back like being nicer to his friends again because he starts being a dick to his friends because like he's like too cool for school with them and uh and then he like when he finds the money he like where it steals his dad's gang jacket and buys everybody freezy pops and um you know tries to be like a hot shot and then his dad just shows up in front of his friends and just like rips the jacket off and yells at him in front of everybody and embarrasses them and um I felt real bad, but it was cool that he, like, you can see that the tide was starting to shift when he started taking care of the kids at the house again. Um, 
like, like yeah. talking to him in bed and stuff and and where because he like stopped doing that for a bit and then that's when when he started doing that that's because when I was, oh he's 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 not realizing that his dad's a piece of shit yeah and I think it was he assumed his dad was gonna like help out a little bit um and mm-hmm. he had he just stayed in the garage and had wanted nothing to do with any of the kid other kids besides his yeah. kids um. Yeah, there was a turning point when they were sitting on a bench, and he's like, you know, I kind of like don't like being called dad. Yeah, do you mind? And he's like, would you call me Shogun? And uh, so, like through the rest of the movie, it's Shogun. He's reading a book called Shogun. Shogun's written yeah. on his helmet. Um, like everyone's calling him Shogun now. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, there's like these fantasies a boy has of his dad doing things. Like there's one with his dad at war. Um, and like, you know, in a foxhole or something, doing a haka in a foxhole. And, yeah. uh, um, and then like later on, it shows him training to be a samurai because he, he, he told him, apparently, Alamein told Boy and Rocky that he was leaving to Japan. Um, and then you just find him sitting at the mom's grave. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was, a, it was a good mix of, uh, of humor. Super cute. And, I definitely yeah, like cute. humor. Definitely my kind of humor. It's just very silly. And it also like, and this, this might just be, be because we're American or whatever, but the accents I feel like definitely lend to the humor as well. Like the inflection of, of how they deliver questions and, and stuff. And it's like, it's like Tiger like knows the strengths of, of how that is on other listeners, I guess. But I don't know. It just, it's so funny. I, 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 could, I smiled most of the movie. I see. I thought that too. And then Jojo Rabbit, where there's no New Zealand accents in the entire mm. film, except for obviously um, Taika's terrible German accent, whatever he's trying to do, but it's just funny. Uh, it's It doesn't matter because it's funny. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, like, yeah, it, you don't have that. Um, and the delivery is kind of still there. The style, his style is still very apparent in, in that film, mm-hmm. you know, with actors that we've comedy actors like rebel Wilson. And then you got Sam Rockwell what, and Alfie Allen from game of Thrones. Um, we'll get to that in a minute and we'll get to that. I just in a second before, but I think we need to give boy a score. I think we're ready. Unless you have any other thing. Let me look at my notes. Cause I kind of been, I, I have a lot of them, but I've been freestyling a lot. Um, yeah. I've, uh, Look at my notes. Oh, uh, the, I, I forgot to say this. Man, do I feel bad for the actor that played Boy because they fucked his hair up. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that was so man. funny. It was it, it was pretty funny. It wasn't, like, that bad, but then he turned his head, and I'm like, oh, it's so bad. Bald patches and shit. Oh, he, he went from being such a cute kid to just, like, oh, just shave it. Just shave it all. Oh, I did want to say that the, with the them harvesting the weed, I didn't notice it the first time until she handed the drug dealer the bag of weed i just noticed the corn because it was like mixed throughout and then the Mm. next time they did it it was weed everywhere and i thought that was really good i think that had to be intentional because it was like kind of hidden and secretive and i didn't know exactly what they were picking when they first yeah when they first did it it just looked like they were picking seeds to just plant new things and i didn't really and then and then yeah the the then she hands the drug dealer the weed bag and then i was like oh that was weed. And then they go back to it. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. This is what they were doing before. Um, yeah. that was really well. There was a couple shots that stood out to me, um, with Rocky on the rollerblades and he rolled up to touch all on the face 
um, to like do some kind of magic power thing to him. Yeah, yeah. and it and he, he had a, he had a sparkler in his hand, and it was just this smooth like they they it, the the camera moved smooth along with the rollerblades, and it looked so good. Like I'm sure they set it took a little time to set that up, mm-hmm. and it looked I thought it looked so cool. Um, I thought it was yeah, shot really well, but nothing crazy. Um, it was very clean. Like no hard light, everything. Even even though this is like definitely hot sunny days, like the way that it's, um, like the way they pulled the highlights down, um, on the film is just it's very like soft, it's very subdued, and like there's no, it's very easy on the eyes to watch, and I like that a lot. All right, if if it fits the tone. What are you thinking for boy? I'm gonna give it a. <laughs> Four out of five. Yeah. Honestly, I felt my initial inkling was four immediately. So I, and I still think I've been struggling with myself between three and a half and four. Not, this, not because three and a half, I still liked it a lot. Um, but f- I feel like I'm giving everything four. And I'm like. Yeah, I realize that too. I've, it's I, I, Well, we've been picking nothing but really good movies. So and that's like, what this hard. is going to be about. I realize that we're yeah. not going to be watching stinkers all the time. But. It's uh, these are I figure acclaimed movie. Do we think it's as good as people think it is? All uh, at the same time, we're learning about what people consider good. Um, I think you, if you're doing that, you're gonna end up with a lot of. It's gonna be just three to five. <laughs> you're not gonna have a lot of ones and twos. Yeah. Unless I mean, if we're gonna have, I'm sure we'll have episodes where we go through filmographies more, and you're we'll hit duds in people's filmographies, or if something new comes out and it sucks, um, that will probably be bad. Um, but I have a feeling there's I mean, gonna be it's we're pretty much stuck between three to five <laughs> watching a lot of these movies. Yeah, I was I just looked on the letterbox to see what we gave Army of the Dead, and it was two and two and a half. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, there's not going to be a lot of army of the deads unless we have just like a nice, uh, we take a break, show. watch something bad on purpose. Yeah. Um, which, I do which like we that. will, which we will. I want to make sure we, we don't just do like, I want to make sure we do old stuff and, and film school stuff, but I also want to make sure that we, uh, you know, have fun. Um, right now we've kind of been riding the line with new, new acclaimed things and, uh, and you know, Taika Waititi, his films are such yeah. easy watches. Um, now, the runtime of Boy, hour and twenty-seven minutes. Loved it. Chef's it Kiss. I honestly, that is what uh, took it from a three to f- three point five to a four for me, is because uh, I'd watch this again because it was so short. I'd show it to anybody. Like yeah. if you want to see an example of a uh, Taika Waititi movie and not have to have a, a two-hour investment. Um, Jojo's an hour and 47, I think hour and 45, something uh, around there. It's one forty-eight hour. 48. Um, so it's not like super long either. Um, but I think that we'll get to that in a bit, but I thought that maybe it could have been even shorter really. Um, but all right. The... So I, yeah, I'm going to go, I'll say four also, I'll say four also, but honest, uh, if we're really, really, uh, really, you know, narrowing it down, I'd probably say like 3.75. <laughs> um, but for the sake of, of letterboxed system and, and our own system, I will say four. Now, would you, how, would you think that this movie would be as good if, if the keep all the same actors, but replace boy? with somebody else. I feel like that he like him, like obviously Tyke is really good, but like that kid's performance 
is uh i feel like makes the movie and i feel like if it, it was cast any differently we wouldn't be it wouldn't be it would I still think be boy good and rocky i think boy and rocky right. have excellent performances because Bo- rocky's so well. extremely subdued and deadpan and mm-hmm. um it ma- it brings so much humor to his lines um and it's not a hard challenge for a little kid that little to deliver lines like that but boy yeah. is was a very good actor um, his name is James Rolston. Yeah, James Rolston. Um, apparently, he still d- works in New Zealand on in New Zealand stuff. Um, he's a lot older now. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, his performance was excellent. The very end of the film, they do a thriller kind of remake. Oh, they do. They do they a Bollywood it, ending. But they mix thriller, the thriller dance with like a Maori haka. So it is this cool mixture of Maori and West, you know, uh, American uh, pop culture, and it's super I, it, super it's cool. It's straight up Bollywood ending, and I love it. Most is, I didn't think about that. It is kind of bo- it is kind of Bollywood. Um, they all ended musicals during the credits with every, with the whole cast. Uh, yeah, you're right. Oh my god, that those, is a Bollywood was, ending. So that is three cultural. Uh, a triple threat of cultural mixture. And you know, I like that kind of shit. Um, and that's what we get, you know, with hearing these voices from all over the world. Um, and I am, uh, me and Riss watched most of a movie a few months ago called whale rider from, I think it's from the mid two thousands. And it is also all about Maori people. And it's about this girl. Um, Luka just said, I thought it was an eighties thing. Um. Um. But yeah, the this. Oh yeah, this movie does take place in. Boy, does take place in the eighties. I don't think we said that. It's nineteen eighty four. I mean, I mean Slumdog Get Millionaire is uh, is a newer film, and that also has the Bollywood ending. Of oh yeah, dancing. you're right. You're right, and that's a Danny Boyle movie. Danny Boyle, right. uh, the yeah, it's like an Indian thing. cultural thing. Yeah, no, we should. I Slumdog Millionaire is on the list. Uh, but yeah, me and Riss watched Whale Rider, and it was also all about Maori culture. So if you like this movie, I would suggest that as well, because um, it was very good. Uh, all right, are we we're ready to move on? Yeah, let me switch over to other one. So let's talk about 2019. This is one. Of, so I saw a bunch of films in the winter and fall before quarantine so 2019 so i saw um in theaters i was going to the theater all the time i saw blade i think i don't know if blade runner was in but i saw that but i also saw uncut gems i saw the lighthouse and i saw jojo rabbit um i i loved it i you know i i balled my eyes out the first time um actually uh i don't know if you got a, an emotional hit from it, but it was also um, just for some background. Our mother was in the final stages of cancer and passed away just a few months later. So I was definitely feeling that sort of thing. Um, trying to get this. There we go. All right. So what did you think about Jojo Rabbit? Also, phenomenal film. I'm debating whether I feel like I found Boy funnier, but this one I thought was a better movie. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like I, okay. Um, I think I thought this was funnier. But sorry, yeah, continue. 
I, I think I, I I think it's just because I like the the casting of of boy like the guy who played the kid who played boy and the interaction between him and his dad I I thought was funnier than than the stuff in this kid but this this one had more tra- I feel like more tradi- <laughs> more traditional humor but the um oh was it good I this is just a great cat ensemble cast I love great cast great cast I love nobody else shines Sam- anybody. No, no, but Sam Rockwell is my favorite in this movie. Yeah, um, Sam Rockwell is awesome, I, especially I all towards the... the end. He his end the ending act. Sam Rockwell is awesome. Yeah, um, I love that they hint towards him his him being uh, gay and stuff throughout the movie, and then they just but they never explicitly like never let say it, out. it or they, never let yeah they, they, yeah it's like repressed. He's got his stripes and everything. He's got his uh, his um oh, what is it called um ah, the fuck is it called um but the things that dangle oh, from your arms i forget what they're yeah called yeah too, yeah but, yeah but it's yeah. like the cowboys have it yeah. i had uh, cowboys have it coming from them and tassels uh, tassels yeah uh, oh my god in his cape and everything with his heavy eyeliner and, and eyeshadow and stuff it was so cool i yeah, loved he, it he was awesome and his with his gun and then uh his assistant with the phonograph beside him playing yeah playing uh, the bad music playing music <laughs> to distract the enemy um yeah the humor i think there's way more humor in this it's just a heavier subject matter at the same time mm-hmm. so it's like it's uh this juxtaposition of that um but yeah is the the humor is cranked up uh rebel wilson everything she said made me laugh uh every yeah, every good. line she had was hilarious she said something I about loved- like i mothered 15 kids for the reich <laughs> It was eighteen, yeah, yeah 18, eighteen, yeah, for Germany, and all the girl, all the girls, are just looking at us. Like, oh my god! Um, <laughs> oh, I love the. Uh, I uh, oh, fuck! I I just had something about it too, and I can't remember. But the um, oh, I love that she points her gun at everyone she's talking to. She's she uses her gun like a pointer and just yeah, just, yeah, yes, throughout yes. the movie, and I thought it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Um, so the premise of the film is, uh, Hitler is Jojo's imaginary friend. Um, and it's, it's like Jojo's sanitized inter just like with boy and Alamein, this is like Jojo's sanitized version, childlike interpretation of what Hitler must be like. Um, and there's a lot, it's very, it's very saccharine. Um, he's very funny and, and silly and he's fun. And he's like, let's go, go on adventure, Jojo. And, uh, it's really cute. But then there'll be these moments where he's like, yeah, but you know, you can't be cool with Jews, you know, Jojo. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it'll randomly come out and just go, shit. Um, and he like offers Jojo cigarettes all the time. And, oh my um, God, was that the funny, one of the funniest parts is he's just constantly at, at offering this 10 year old kid. I'm sorry. <laughs> But who's but at the same time it's the kid's imaginary friend, so it's just like uh, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And I uh, like, sorry, I'm just stressed out. What do you want me to do? And there's a scene where uh where Hitler is eating a unicorn and and Hitler was a vegetarian. So it's really it shows um the like the fantastical imagination. Like this isn't the real Hitler. Um mm-hmm. this is a boy's um, thinking of him like a superhero or something, like a, a comic book character, or like I guess more like a folklore thing or something to liken it to Americana. Um, 
there's a lot of there's a heavy use of America, Western music, 60s and 70s mainly. There, but I heard so like it's a 90s song from Tom Waits, um, and a lot of them are German language versions of the mm-hmm. pop culture songs. So at the end is David. There's David Bowie Heroes. Um, there's a few Beatles songs I think in the beginning of the movie, um, and uh, that was an interesting choice. Like, what did you think about that? That really gave it a Wes Anderson vibe. This film is super Wes Anderson feeling, um, but well, without all the, like the, uh, like symmetry, symmetrical like. It has like the and, colors though. Yeah, and, yeah, and, I like, get what you're it, yeah, it's not it, like uh, shot. It doesn't have the same like composition for framing and and camera movement, but visually, it's it looks a lot like Moonrise Kingdom. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> I was gonna the, say that. Yes. Um, which I loved. I was like one of one of the first things I wrote in my notes was just I love that this is a World War II flick that looks like like a poppy like um, happy go lucky movie, and uh, and it almost feels like that until it's just, until like every couple of minutes you just get hit with that like not even the Nazi imagery that brings it back to reality, but just you just get hit with the this the anti Jew stuff, and it's and it's like oh yeah we're still still World War Two still. <laughs> Yeah, well, was still I have a note that just says "Moonrise Nazis," <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which is if any, if you needed to describe this film in a sentence, uh, that would be that would probably be it. Um, Good. Uh, so I found out why he chose to make it so colorful. Uh, he apparently in he research, did a lot of research uh, about the end of the war for this film, and he said that Germany, even during the war, was very vibrant. Um, and, f- and hip and fashionable place um, during the war. So, like he he said that um, he a lot of World War II movies. There's um, they have often interpreted like very dark and dreary, and you know everything is horrible. Um, but there's still regular people like do it, living their lives, trying to you know resist um, from the inside. Um, and try to get survive and get through this and help you know help people where they can, which is where Scarlett Johansson's character Jojo's mom comes in, um, mm-hmm. which her performance was very I would say eccentric, uh, especially with her main scene, the dinner scene, uh, which mm-hmm. we should get to in a little bit. Um, this, yeah, her performance was solid. Um, I also I wanted to bring up Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. He plays uh, oh, I forgot his name, but. No, no, Yorkie's the little boy. Okay, Alfie yeah. Allen is the assistant to Sam Rockwell. Um, Sam oh, Rockwell's it's either character. Finkel or Finkel. Finkel yeah, or... yeah, that might be it. But um, um, uh, yeah, he's from Game of Thrones, um, and he, yeah, great. I loved his performance as well. Um, just because he had a small part, but it it was it was like memorable to me. Um, as Amazon, I watched this on Amazon, and they have fun facts sometimes, and it told me that Sam Rockwell was featured in an Academy Award-nominated film three years in a row. This would have been... So 2019 was his third year in a row being nominated for an Academy Award uh, and being in an Academy Award-nominated film. So he had uh, three billboards in Missouri, Messing, Missouri, or whatever the fuck that... Oh, that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, it's on the list. I don't think it's on the list, but I'm going to put it on the list because um, I forgot about it. Um, that was one. I don't remember what the other one was, uh, but I thought that was interesting. Um, so yeah, this is towards the end of the war. It's post, you know, Hitler attempted assassination. Uh, it is literally the last days of the war, um, are seen. Um, 
you know, as much as it's, it, it's as much as you know, the, the, I get the criticism about it sanitizing something so heavy. I've, it, it, I really think it's trying to speak to children's interpretations of yeah, heavy uh, moments in, in time and history. Like think about, um, yeah. you know, a child's interpretation of today between political unrest or the pandemic or whatever. Um, yeah, it's like the it, only thing on your mind is just making your parents happy and having fun with your having friends. fun. Yeah, having fun and and yeah, that's what I was saying about boy. The same thing. It's just this is whole thing is just from you know, it's not just from his perspective story wise, but just the way every character is written and their dialogue of everything is written. You know how a ten year old boy would interpret and 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 hear it. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I, so I didn't, I didn't feel like it was desanitizing. I just felt like it was like, I mean, imagine you're a kid who's just caught up with all this shit where you're the, the ruler of your country is considered like a God. And like, you're uh, told your whole life. Cause you're blonde and blue eyed that you're part of this perfect like thing. And you're just happy go lucky. And yeah, I like that. He was, there's a one line with the, um with the Jewish girl, Elsa, and he's just she's just like no you're not a nazi you're just a 10 year old boy who likes swastikas like <laughs> i thought that was just so good um yeah i don't i wanted to make sure we brought up uh thomas and mckenzie's performance who played elsa um she her performance also was very good um okay like her story which is really the main emotional driver of the film you know she uh scarlett johansson um is hi hiding her away in their home um, she's with the resistance, uh, and, uh, she, Jojo had a sister who died. And so Elsa's character, um, is staying in the room and there's a little compartment in the wall that she stays in when and she's supposed to hide from Jojo. Um, she, uh, of the great, I also a great performance. I saw that she's in going to be in, uh, Edgar Wright's new film with Anya Taylor-Joy, I forgot the name of it already, but it's supposed to be coming out this year. Um, and uh, so I'm excited to see that as well because it's a great cast. Matt Smith from Doctor Who fame is also in it. And I'm really uh, interested in seeing what that is because Edgar Wright is the man who's also on our list. Yeah, um, I'm watching The Crown with Kylie right now. And Matt oh, yeah, Matt Smith's in that. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you, you didn't get into Doctor Who that deep, did you? No, no. I, I never no, really watched it's, it. It's fine. It's good. Um, but yeah, um, so let's talk about a couple key scenes I wanted to make sure we hit. Um, there's the, in the beginning of the film, he kind of goes to this like Hitler youth, like Nazi boy scout camp. Um, and, uh, and there's some like uh, teens. I think those are actual Hitler youth. I think Hitler youth are teenagers. Um, mm. and they, uh, are trying to tell them to kill a rabbit to show, you know, teach them how to kill and kind of, uh, desensitize them to death mm -hmm. and Jojo refuses. And then he runs away. And then his imaginary Hitler kind of talks him up again and to come back and he runs and grabs a grenade out of Sam Rockwell's character's hand. Well, they're, and, they're in the middle of grenade training. Yeah. Grenade uh, training. Um, and he just runs yeah. up, grabs it out of his hand, and it explodes in his face. So he has scars on his face, and he's healing, yeah. which is what puts him at home, which is how he figures out that there is a, a little girl staying in the house, uh, in the walls. Um, I thought that was, that's kind of what sets up the second, mm -hmm. the, the next couple acts. Um, the rest of the film, really. 
um, because Jojo can't participate in the military. You know, he he can't be a soldier because he's been injured. Um, yeah. So he feels you know inadequate um, compared to the others. He had, so the second scene I want the main the this scene I thought is one of the the wor- most most worth discussing in the film, which is the dinner scene with Scarlett Johansson, and she. Um, you Jojo's being very resistant to her um what she's talking to him about I don't know stuff about life and shit and Jojo's like you know fuck off mom you don't you're just a woman or you don't know shit if my dad was it, here if my dad was here yeah at this point he Jojo has met the Jewish girl hiding upstairs oh, and that's knows true. that and then um so he knows about it but Scarlett Johansson doesn't know that Jojo knows and so he's being that like, like, like she's like, he's like, oh, why aren't you eating dinner? And she's like, oh, I'm just not hungry. I'm gonna drink my wine. And he's like, oh, well, I'm extra hungry, so I'm gonna eat yours, uh, oh, me, that's because right, obviously that's right. she was gonna uh, save her food to give to Elsa. Uh, and so he just starts like poking the bear like that way, and then uh, she puts so on this like pretty- performance. It was, it felt like a, like a vaudeville performance. She puts on the dad's, you know, war jacket. And put put some coal on her face to make it look like a mustache, and she's Weird. like starts pretending she's like being the mom and the dad at the same time because that's literally what she is right now. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's like a, it's definitely symbolic, um, but it's like this. It's not. I, it's eccentric in this eccentric uh, performance she gives, where she like switches back and forth, and um, it's very cute. And it's and she's doing the best she can, you know, as I'm like, getting on through all all this bullshit on you know with the war and everything and she's trying to help people um and also raise her son and and her son seems to have you know he spends a lot of time alone because of she's always out doing stuff um and yeah it's like it's hard and i don't know i really enjoyed that scene yeah it was really good the um when she she's just like the whole, the whole talking to herself thing it's like at first i was like did she snap or is she just doing this to like you know be silly with because i think she when she slams the table um and yells at him i think that's the moment of like like she that was real but then she realizes it and then creates this whole little thing to kind of you know keep jojo from thinking that like she's like actually like yelling at him because i mean she obviously understands where he's coming from because he's brainwashed by uh into all the like the nazi stuff um but uh, I don't know. It was good. It was it was cool. It was very. Um, I feel like that it became it made jo- it humanize. It was a humanizing act to kind of give Jojo perspective, even if he didn't get it right away. Um, just kind of like where she's coming from with everything. Um. Yeah, I agree. Um, I it, it was like um. It was silly and playful, but it also was like I feel like her expressing a little bit in her in a very unique, very progressive I feel like gender wise uh, way. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like tw- like modern things that kind of poke through, um, and like the the gay storyline, which is uh, it it's it gets fun. Uh, it's a kind of like a fun storyline, but it's. Um, like that would have, you know, could have very well happened. This is all could have very well happened, but it's definitely like stuff from stuff from today, um, kind of, uh, becomes relevant through these, this lens of Nazi Germany. 
a living in like Berlin or I don't know what the, they don't, I don't know if they say what city they live in. Um, but it's, it's Berlin because then that where the final, like, like raid and everything goes, play, like happens. Yeah. But um, I, I think Hitler kills himself in Berlin but I don't, it, yeah. and, they, and they, they reference it happening somewhere else. So yeah, I didn't. Uh, hmm. Well, I imagined I just took it. I think it was like just a nameless but, city. But yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that would either way it would work because I just took it as like the because Berlin is so big, it's just you know, it's a different part of the town. It's kind of like how every every big city is made up in different of different boroughs and subsections and towns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the oh man, the shot even at the end, this dude, this kid was such a Hitler fanboy that whenever Yorkie tells him that Hitler's dead at the end, like he's still just like, what the fuck, like. And meanwhile, he had like this whole film. He's like really coming around on the whole like Nazis are bad thing. But then it's it it's like that breaking the fantasy fully, where like the guy that you who's you literally your imaginary friend, and and when the imaginary Hitler does come back, he's a bullet hole in his head. <laughs> and he's crazy. Really he's like extra crazy and desperate. And then in the very end of the film, Jojo kicks. Hitler out of his room, and I think that's supposed to be like Just flying through the window. <laughs> yeah, like it's well, it's shedding off. You know, your imaginary friend. I'm gr- I'm too old for this. And then yeah. there's also a theme of tying shoes. With shoes come up throughout the film. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shots of feet. Um, and like not in a Tarantino way, but uh, um, I think in a th- in a thematic way because there's multiple moments where Jojo's asked to tie his shoes and he needs help. Um, mm-hmm. but in the very end of the film, he ties. Uh, Elsa's shoes and they're his mom's shoes. Um, yeah. And I guess we didn't say this spoilers, but in the third act, um, uh, Scar- Scarlett Johansson's character is discovered. They don't, they don't even say anything. You just, um, there's a scene where a bunch of Gestapo show up and try to look around. And then, you know, the next scene, you know, a couple scenes later, you find uh, his mom hung and all you see is her feet and you recognize those shoes. Um, and he's crying at her feet. And that, the first time I saw that, destroyed me. Um, oh, was, it was so sad. I didn't even see it coming, to be honest. I, I, which is probably naive of me to think, but I definitely was not ready. At least in that moment, I thought there'd been more of a buildup or something, but it was just, he just stumbles across the, like early in the film, you see that there's this part of town that is where they string people up uh, for execution. And uh, and then he's just walking through that part of town again, and he just notices the shoes. And uh, yeah, oh my god, was that sad? It was, it was real bad. But uh, yeah, I, I was yeah. gonna say. Uh, so I went to the uh, Holocaust Museum in Paris, and they have a whole this room that is just filled with shoes. Um, and it's supposed to represent these were all the leftover shoes from uh from people that were sent into the like the chambers and stuff. And I don't know, I, I was, at first I was thinking that the shoes, like the keep coming back to that was kind of maybe referencing something into that, but maybe it was just all just a lead to the, uh, you know, like the transition of the motherly role from Scarlett Johansson to Elsa. Um, probably yeah, she's like big, his big sister now. Like he does say he loves her uh, in like a romantic way. She has, she talks about this boyfriend that she had, or a fiance that she has named Nathan, and he writes these fake, cute, these really cute fake letters um, yeah. to her. They're trying to say that Nathan broke up with you and stuff. And um, 
And he like tells people he has a girlfriend, uh, like Yorkie. Yorkie, uh, his buddy with glass. He's this little boy, little chubby boy with glasses. Um, I refer he, to him as ten-year-old Nick Frost. Uh, he's so funny. Oh my god, every line that kid had was hilarious. Um, Does he not look just like Nick Frost though? Like, uh, I don't think he looks like Nick Frost. I don't. Really? No. The guy from uh, I know. Textbook? I know who Nick Frost is from Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. um, uh, he looks like he, he looks could be like his him. son. Be um, in the ending, there. So in the end, the Americans and Russians come, and there's this last you know stand of the whatever people want to fight, and so there's like people, there's like men, old ladies, and these she- old shepherd men, and and guys in suits, and 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 there's children fighting, and um, it's very ridiculous looking, and that's when Sam Rockwell's. So we talked about the scene already, but Sam Rockwell shows JoJo, and right before the battle, this draw, this this uh, design, like blueprints for this battle suit, and it's got all this pageantry, you know, like we said, tassels and feathers, and it's rainbows, and he's got this gun with a phonograph attached to it, and he explains it's, it's like a child. This is very much a child's rendering of you know like what they want to look like in battle and yeah, like it, it's, it's, a, it's a child's drawing like straight it's up. straight up child's drawing it looks like rocky's drawings from yeah, yeah. uh from boy and uh and he and then so you just like okay this guy's fucking losing it or he just like i'm gonna die so i'm gonna go out how i want to go out and it does you know it's all for naught and whatever so in the final battle he is yeah we said he's in this outfit that he designed and showed us in child drawing form uh and it is the funniest part of the movie um and like yeah these people suck and but they're also like you know the like yeah the rebel wilson's character rom i think is her last name um She's a bad Nazi, and I mean Sam Rockwell's a Nazi and probably deserves to die, but um, you know he saved JoJo in the end, um, and told told the soldiers that he's a Jew and um, to save him from being shot by the American soldiers, um, and uh, it's like this little like there are good people out there, and I get that that would soften, you know, Nazis are Nazi, and you know Nazis deserve what they get and for participating in that shit but you know there's people caught up in a thing and you don't know what they're doing or what they're dealing with behind closed doors and um i mean i'm fine and sam Rogel's character got you know they got what a nazi gets in the end but they had mm-hmm. that noble deed to like you know make you think make you feel a little bit like should they be you know should this person be yeah. killed um and uh and I can see how someone thinks that softens Nazis. I can see that perspective. It's not mm. invalid at all. But I don't think that that's what I'm taking away from that. Like, I don't I think it makes as... Nazis look less bad or just like, yeah. you know, the, the notion that people say about all cops are bad and there's no such thing mm. as a good cop. Well, that's got to be even more so for Nazis. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as a good Nazi. But uh, after um, he, uh, after he like lets Elsa go with the birthday thing. I just took it at, and like in the thing at the end, I just took it as like, like he's, you know, he's a Nazi. He loves, you know, he loves his country and all this stuff, but it's just like, I, I took, just took it as like, not every person in there was, was down for every aspect of what the German army was doing. You know, it was like a, um, well, like, you, like, like just because you, cause especially with him being gay, like clearly he doesn't care about like, or it's clear he like, 
isn't down with like the exterminating of, of of certain peoples because gays were rounded up in there too um so that's what i took it as like he's you know he's hiding himself so it's not just like he's any other nazi or whatever so that meaning like he's i just took it as like he elsa he understands where elsa's coming from this is like yeah, i'm hiding too because i'm gay and and uh an officer in the german army well, I was uh, i was also thinking it's the end of the war so like it oh, doesn't matter like it doesn't really matter um <laughs> like we're all gonna a lot of us are gonna be dead in a week you know weeks or in days time um uh yeah so i guess i wanted to talk about the steven Mer the gestapo scene with steven merchant um, oh, that's that funny. That was that was just well, there's so... like <laughs> there's like six or seven agents, um, Gestapo agents, and they all individually Heil Hitler. Yeah. So it's just like Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, Heil Hitler, and it just goes on for like five minutes. And um, this scene in particular, I think, really is poking fun at the ha the stupid habits yeah. of the cult like habits of the Nazi Party, Nazi Germany, and how silly they were and. And just having a fun, having fun, making fun of them, and um, and uh, I mean it was serious, it was tense because you were worried for Elsa and Jojo and their mom. Like all three of them would probably be killed if it was found out. It wouldn't just be Elsa, uh, yeah. and uh, it's terrible. And um, I don't know. That was for that was probably one of the funnier scenes. Um, that kind of broke things up, and it was like the sign that things were starting to go bad, really go bad. Mm. I just love the opening the door the first time and it's like, Hail Hitler. Cause that guy is like, has such a nice, uh, like nice guy voice. Yeah. So Steve Merchant. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Cause he's so tall. And when he stands over, uh, Sam Rockwell, he towers over him. Yeah. Like Sam they do a, a profile scene where they have him like, where yeah. Steve Merchant walks up to Sam Rockwell, and he's just like looking straight down, but his voice is just so like, um, how, what is it? It's so, um, can't think of the word. All uh, right. Well, I looked it up. Um, and he, I think he's like six four, and Sam Rockwell's five seven. Um, I, I thought Steve Rich was tall, way taller than that. No, I, well, I, I, I looked it up. I'm pretty sure I didn't note it. He's six seven. Oh, oh. Well, then I'm yeah, I knew he that. was like insanely tall. So he's a straight up foot taller than. Yeah. Than um than sam rockwell so that's like if for perspective kylie's six four or five four so it would be when i'm standing next to her that's the height difference <laughs> jesus um yeah that, that man is a power yeah that was a cute scene uh let me see what else i got here that's about it really um we kind of touched on all the major parts of the parts of it um it's definitely about it's it, like I think the main takeaway of the film is the children are born innocent, um, and they um, they are manipulated, and it, it's from the culture of the world around them, of of what they you know obviously parents and how you're raised matters. Um, so the, JoJo has a good mom or 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 whatever. Um, but I think the whole point is that kids in a vacuum want to do the right thing. Um, like the, if you put different people, different children in a room together and if they haven't been told any crazy bullshit, like even, mm. and even if they have, they're going to work it out and learn how to play together, um, and be friends. 
and um, that's uh, and that's something I think that adults could you know remember a lot more, especially in America right now. Yeah. So the um, so Taika Waititi compared the premise of the film to uh, the Rugrats by Nickelodeon and saying how it uh, comparing it to how they portrays violence through the fantastical lens of a child. I'm just reading this off of Wikipedia right now. Uh, that's very uh, I that's that's a a great way of trying to say what I guess what we've been saying for the past two movies is uh, um, and apparently he wrote this in 2011. So this would have been written right after Boy came out. Um, which also makes sense because they're very they're similar. The similar with the uh, the same kind of like coming of age story with like more adult thing. One's obviously a lot more grounded, and one's obviously a lot more bigger and heavier, but with more fantasy. If that makes sense. Well, some um, um, I read that. Well, this is based. It's not. It is inspired by a book called Jojo Rabbit. Um, and it's not a comedy; it's a serious book. Uh, I think I, I read that his uh, mom uh, suggested it to him, and he loved it. But then he spun it into what it is, you know, now. Yeah. The, so I guess it's like Rugrats' guys. Uh, version of this book. Um, um, and I, yeah, I want to make sure I noted that. Uh, that yeah, it is, it, it is inspired by a novel the, of the same name. No, the book is actually called Caging Skies. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, 2008. Yeah, I'm just book. like looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah I got it pulled uh, up now. <clears throat> but yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. And uh, uh, the yeah, it just made, it just made knowing now that it was written a year after Boy came out it makes so much more sense on the why. Like this is this is a perfect pa- an accidental perfect pairing of movies to watch. Um, yes, absolutely, because of the they're similarly um structured um and they're similarly uh like yeah the themes are are definitely similar yeah and just yeah the uh, next time we do oh next time we watch him if he doesn't have a new movie out we should do what we do in the shadows and um hunt for the wilder people because it's mm-hmm. like also a boy a, like a young he's a little older he's like teen preteen boy um you know um growing up and he's like an orphan or something i can't remember what it is but yeah we'll we'll do those two next time um next time we do a taika episode we can take a break for a few weeks at least um it is uh, it will be nice to do things in completion but also when people get new movies out that's an inspiration to watch an old one um so yeah but all right is there anything i feel like we already kind of compared them a lot um but uh, is there anything else we want to say um, with regards to com- the comparisons between um, the two films? I feel like we could pretty much cover yeah, it. Yeah, so we, 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 as we went, we pretty much linked all the, all the red yarn together. Um, um, all right, well, what, tell me, what are you going to give old uh, Jojo Rabbit? I, I think I would give this a... I, I mean, I, if I gave the other one a four and I like this one better, I'd have to give it a four and a half then. But it's definitely not a five. I gave it a four um, also because, like I said, I thought that they're, they're similar movies um, and I like them for different reasons. Uh, for sure. 
um like they're similar but they have better different strengths um obviously the giant budget of, but not giant but much bigger budget of jojo rabbit um jojo it's actually 14 million yeah it's not, not that big bad. at all it's a fox searchlight film which means it's technically an indie film like in there that's their uh searchlight is their like indie division at fox um there's no there's no budget listed for boy i th- I thought there might not be um, i would say boy is like a six-figure movie like like sub a million the only expensive things are the the um like the drawing the animations the drawing animations yeah. and like the intro and stuff um, and but everything else would would be stock in general oh and the end the like the dance scenes there were, oh, we forgot to mention the west side story knife fight oh the, yeah so yeah before, like, so his dad's about to get his ass kicked for stealing the sweet <laughs> and he boys starts imagining it as a west side story dance fight and it i'm like oh i was telling i was the cracking up the wrist. I'm like, this is West Side Story. This is West Side Story. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it cuts and it just shows this giant pitcher of beer getting splashed all over uh, Taika Waititi's character and they just get stomped. And like they cut yeah. and you just see them all fucked up. Um, yeah. I, I liked how they showed half of Alamein's face and it's like, oh, he didn't get it as bad as the others. And then he turns yeah. his face and just like, oh, fuck. He might have gone with the worst. Um, but yeah, that was excellent the way that they did all that. I was like, this is so yeah. cool. This is so cool. Um, sorry. Um, so there is some budget in there. Uh, now, honestly, I'm curious. He's the 14 million is, is honestly, I can't, I can't believe how good that movie I, looks with the actors they have in Jojo Rabbit. I, everyone must have taken a pay cut because. The actors alone would have cost like half of the budget. Scott Sam Rockwell is always somebody that is trying to do. If he believes in it, he will you know do. Um, he won't need a big 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 budget. Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. sometimes also. Um, yeah. Like a lot of the films she does in between uh, Marvel movies, uh, she did Marriage yeah. Story for Netflix. Um, yeah, that's, the Noah, that's Noah Baumbach. Uh, she did earlier in the decade. She did Under the Skin, which is an A twenty four movie that's weird as fuck and is on the list. Um, and uh, so she does do art projects too, um, and has throughout the decade. So that might explain uh, why that she might have just wanted to work with Taika. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to talk about one thing with Taika. So Taika recently was there was a photo of him have making out with two actresses at the or two women at the same time um with with tessa thompson and rita ora i gotta show you this because this guy is just g-ing up right now he's he's living his best life i'd heard about the photo but i don't think i don't i haven't actually seen it yet here i'll just put it on the main put it on the main screen Hmm. it happened at the same time it happened i this whole thing was happened at the same time where there was a lot of press from marvel talking about like um taiga has his daughter on set of uh what's the called uh the new thor and then it just became a huge like whatever but honestly like who cares he's if he's not married he's just doing his own thing 
excuse me, not the end of the world. The snaps are taken following an all-night party. Excuse me. An all-night party at Watiti's home. Apparently, they are a thruple. Oh, wow. I mean, it sounds like the, my dude is is on the top of the world and living his best life. Yeah, that's nuts. He's a, how old is he too? Because I can't tell if he just like is one of those dudes that grade early or if he's like actually old. He's in the mid, I, he's mid fifties. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow! I would have th I was thinking mid forties. That's nuts. 45. No, you're right. He's 45. Okay, yeah. I looked that yeah. up too. I just added 10 years to it. Um, <laughs> good for him, man. Good for him. Um, all right. So you said four. I or you said four and a half, and I said four. Um, and boy, we both said four. I yeah. almost said three and a half, but I didn't. Oh, um, I love that shot where the where Yorkie throws the knife uh at and it bounces off the tree and stabs the kid. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Um, um Yeah, this is just a great movie. This is a, I I don't have any negatives to say about it, to be honest. Um yeah, I think we're I think I'm good. I think I'm good on it. Watch I recommend watching them both. Easy watches. Um very fun, easy but he, his movies other than Thor usually feature you know fun and they're silly and they're comedy, but there's usually some emotional weight at some point. And JoJo, you know, it comes pretty quickly, but um boy, it's there as well. Uh yeah. So let's let's uh move on to uh Final thoughts and, and and wrap up. Think of Jerry Springer. Final thoughts. Um, what? Uh, where? How, how long we? How long we've been going here? Uh, we are at a, a after an hour, hour and time. eighteen minutes. All right. I mean, is there anything you want to plug, like plug, or anything you've been watching you want to mention before we uh we start signing off? I am finally caught up, or I'm one episode away from being caught up on My Hero Academia English dub, and been digging that this new season a lot. Um, and then just watching The Crown with Kylie. Wow, I've, I, The Crown's been on my list. I heard it's good. Me and Riss. It, ha oh, sorry. Go ahead. Talk I was gonna say it's like it's it it should be more boring than it is because it's just talking and everything that does happen is usually very uneventful but the way that they write it and shoot it and everything it just everything feels like a big deal because it's with the royals and it just kind of hooks you in but then when you step back it's just kind of like i mean this isn't really that big a deal but the uh but every once in a while like actual big shit happens but they, they i don't know it just keeps me wanting to keep watching the next episode but We'll see. I'm we're in season two right now, so we've got a ways to go before I can potentially get bored. Succession's a, a lot of talking, but it feels like the stakes are big. Um, but they're only it's just people talking rooms for the entire show. Um, That's but all I, the crown is. I it's love literally it. that. Um, the uh, I've been me and Riss are just about to finish Twin Peaks. The uh, I've watched it like four times. This is her first watch, so we are a couple. We have like. 
four and a half episodes to go, um, or uh, I think. And so we're probably going to watch a couple today, watch a couple tomorrow, and finish that. We'll try to take a little break before we go into the movie and the, the revival. But yeah, that that's about it. We watched Letterkenny. Um, I don't I don't like it at this point. I hate it at this really? point. How, I liked it in the beginning. I, it's good for the first. I mean, it's it's definitely solid and has charm and is worth and experiencing for the first while. But then it's like this style of comedy gets very played out. Um, and if you watch it in a chunk, it's it does not hold up as well. Um, yeah, so I, we're watching like the second half of it now. I'm, yeah, I'm, we binged like the, like the first two seasons of it, and then we we've been on a break from it. But I definitely want to finish watching it. I I like it a lot. I, I binged really the funny. first four the first time, and then quit. And now we're oh, wow. we're we are binging the last half because there's like nine seasons, but they're only six. Oh, wow. or, they're only yeah, six they're like or seven, seven episodes. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, it's uh, it is what it is. I'm just trying to clear things out. Um, and before we start our next show. We were talking about what to watch next. She wants to watch Hannibal. I've been wanting to watch The Leftovers again after that movie idea I talked to you about. Um, because mm. I think that it's adjacent, but I want to make sure I'm not ripping it off too much. I don't think I'm ripping it off, but I think that there's some subconscious inspiration um, with yeah. it. Um, yeah, I, I, want to, I want to work on that. That shit we talked about, I want to, like, yeah. maybe even together. Um it just like force me to 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 uh flesh it out if you were if you liked it as much as you did no um, i think it's a great idea I yeah, think if you I think, think if you believe in it and i would uh, i think that would be a good idea um but uh, yeah I, I i would i definitely would pursue it i think it's a solid idea um yeah that's pretty yeah, much I, it. I was thinking uh Oh shit! I had something instead of astronauts. It was a, it was a, uh, uh, it was a something to call it instead the other day, and I should have wrote it down. But it'll call come back what to instead? Me. Instead of astronauts. Um, oh oh oh! Yeah, I had because, another name. For how about it. I thought of a name that is in a game I never played? <laughs> like I did, you notice that? Like the name that I did. You played Control, didn't you? Yeah, but I never noticed that either. Like, oh. I I. I, I, I don't know. I just Googled the word, and that's the first thing that came up. I feel like we're talking too much about an idea that to the podcast that is, like, half talking to them. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, – we can wrap things up. Um, let's – what do you want to do next week? I was thinking, honestly, maybe it's going to – maybe it's not a good idea because we want to make sure we're flexible enough to watch a new movie or a pop – like, pop culture zeitgeist film when it happens um but i think luca is a movie that everybody's been talking about the lucas people yeah. have been talking not everyone but people have been watching um, i reactivated my amc a list so i can go see as many three movies a week do this yeah i'm ready to start seeing movies in person too um but uh we saw the conjuring three in at the theaters last week and we were the only ones in the theater which was nice um but uh oh it'd feel great just being back in the theater Riss uh wants to watch lucas um but uh for now let's pick let's stick to the list let me get it i so i brought up to you i texted you in the week about mother mostly because my i was hanging out with my old roommates and they got into like a pretty heated argument over whether it's a good movie or not one yeah, adamantly it's apparently really it. divisive um one adamantly hates it and think anyone who likes it's a moron and then the other one thinks it's like a beautiful like 
awesome film that just that does a great job of doing what it tried to do. So but I've I, never seen it. I have heard that it is. I've heard that it's good, but I also heard that it's not as deep as it thinks it is. And some people like jack off to it as like being this super deep film, and it's not that good. So, but I also haven't experienced enough. I can't remember what Red Letter Media said about because I know Jay talked about it on a half in the bag once. Um, but I'm down to do Mother. Um, that's, if you wanted to do another, I've never seen director, it. So, like, uh, double do you want to do a double Aronofsky? I was saying we do that and Noah. They're both biblical and they're both. Fuck Noah, dude. I do not want to watch Noah. What about the, just, uh, what about the wrestler or Requiem for a Dream? Oh, the I, wrestler's dope. I've seen both of those. You've uh, seen Requiem for a Dream? Because that's supposed to be that's awesome. That's the one with the. Wait, is that the one with. Uh, nope, no. I'm thinking of a different movie. Thinking of a different movie. Um, but I've seen uh, the wrestler. That's the one with Mickey Rourke, right? Yeah, yeah. That's supposed oh, to be really so good. good. Oh, Zach's so good. I watched that uh, years ago. Um, yeah, really, you'd like that one. It's really good. Um, uh, but I've never seen. I've never seen. Requiem I know that Requiem for a Dream is supposed to be graphic. I just don't. Wait, know. is that? Wait, is that the movie with um, Jared Leto's in it? Yes, I have seen it. Fantastic movie. Fantastic Ellen Burstyn, Ellen Burstyn, and uh, and Jared Leto. It, there is a very graphic scene for a short bit, and it it has to do with a double dildo, but it's a quick scene. Um. um but yeah, I, either well, one of those. Those are both great movies. All right, well, you've seen, seen them both. Them I mean, you haven't seen Noah. I haven't seen Noah, but I just, as far as Aronofsky, don't I, I, don't, I feel like I want to see that later in in our journey with him than first. Because I haven't, yeah. let me, I don't think I've seen a single film of his. Dan Aronofsky? You've right. seen, um, you've seen Gravity, haven't you? Nope. Or am I thinking, of, is that a different, that's, am I thinking I have, Okay, I haven't seen Pi. Which is supposed to be good. Haven't seen uh, Black Swan, Noah. Oh, Black Swan's great. Wow, how have I seen Aronofsky flicks? I didn't even realize I've seen so many. You've seen Black Swan. You've seen no. Yeah, you've seen Mo- oh no. You've seen Black Swan, Wrestler, Work Room for a Dream. That's it, right? Uh, I'm looking at his filmography right now. Um, uh, Pie, Work Room for a Dream, Below, The Fountain, The Wrestler, Black Swan, Noah, Mother. Okay, so yeah, I've only seen The Wrestler, Black Swan, and Requiem for a Dream. Alright. Um, uh, right. I'm thinking of Alfonso Curon is the one who did Gravity. That's what I'm thinking of. Alright, yeah, let's do Requiem for a Dream then. And Mother. Cool. So we'll do one of his one of his first features. Pie's supposed to be good too. Um, Like really good. It's black and white, or black. It's uh, I, I think it's black and white. Um, yeah, it don't matter to me. No, let's the... do Requiem. Well, I mean, if you want to see two that you haven't seen, I would rather do Pie than. Honestly, I was gonna say the let's than... do. I feel like the past couple of weeks we've done one where you've seen. That's what already. I was saying. So yeah, I'm all right. So I don't I'm... mind doing. I don't mind doing that. Okay, so let's do. Re- I I would pick Requiem for a Dream, and um, and then Mother. All right, there we go. We have our new our, our videos, movies for next week. So make sure you, if you want to follow along, make sure you watch them. Um, we we will be the the YouTube of this will be up on Monday. I'm gonna upload it today, so there's no copyright bullshit. But I didn't use a lot of clips, so hopefully yeah. they don't get me for that shit. Um, and yeah, 
Well, next week is Aronofsky. And we're going to do Mother and Reckon for a Dream. And uh, I'm excited. Reckon for a Dream is 2000 and Mother is 2017. So it's a big, a nice, healthy gap. Is this the widest gap we've done so far? Because I think we've been doing a lot of films close to get, closer together within the 2010s. Yeah. Uh, I think so. This is it's very uh, this is a very wild movie. A lot of really cool like quick cut montage sequences of like the drug use stuff is it was very like you you like you'll see the influence of that in other things. Um, it's yeah, it's really good. It's it's a great movie. It's sad. And next week I'm gonna fix my goddamn green screen because it has been just acting up. I think it's my camera. I think my camera keeps changing the white balance or the color because I might have left it on auto. Um, but all right, let's wrap it up. My name is JP, and you can follow me at Slob Thomas. Um, Corey? My name is Corey Picavish. You can follow me at Corey with a story. I am finally back on Instagram, thankfully. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't been using I've, mine, but maybe I will. I, um, after my year and a half hiatus. But, uh, um, yeah. yeah, or follow yeah. us, follow the show. We're on YouTube, best boys on YouTube. Um, yeah, let's do it. See you next week. Watch these movies. Suck a See butt. Poop, poop. Blah, 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 blah.